0: to the bone. I never get to go
1: home. This is my ever-wanted life manifest destiny. I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever-wanted life manifest destiny. Damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I destroyed myself, but you helped. I destroyed myself.
0: hello everybody welcome to the local earshot podcast today my headphone cord is caught give me a second <laughs> uh, all right in here today we got uh, jonathan grissom with me as always more bands media how you doing brother i'm good man Skyler tudor how are you sir i am very well how about yourself man it's beautiful outside today and i'm in a pretty good mood it's saturday it's hard to be in a bad mood i guess uh, you're a lot busier man than me today holy crap yeah how is uh well uh, just rushing on into this if y'all don't know skyler uh he's been on with us uh several times probably one of if not the most uh repeat guests skyler's a local guitar player hired gun of sorts uh He's pretty much the guy I go to when it when I have questions about dialing in tone or pedals or anything that involves fucking with electrons through a guitar. He's my go to guy. <laughs> so uh, welcome back, man.
2: Thanks. Good to be here as always. Uh,
0: how's life? How's the uh, how's the housing market these days? I'm oh, curious because we, we bought this one in 2020 and it was
2: uh, it has changed so different now. It, it's, it has. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I talked to you a little bit before we are in the process of uh, getting our house ready to sell. Yeah, right. uh, it, it is a seller's market right now. It is. Um, yeah, I, I think our house has increased in value by like $60,000 from the time we bought it. Um, Same. if not more. Same. Uh, uh, but we're in the process of building a house, um, Kind of in between Moore and Norman, so it's about three miles south of our current house. There's an in between.
0: <laughs> it just seems like the it's, Moore it's Norman blend.
2: Metroplex, and then you hit Oklahoma City. You know? Well, it's it's like when you get to the border of Texas and Oklahoma, you're either north Norman or south Moore. Right, right. So that's, that's very uh, but we'll, we'll be uh, we'll be just south of uh, 19th Street. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good location. That's man. It's more people always uh, kind of like. Look at me like, oh, traffic in Nor- Norman. And it is during school, especially. It's really yeah. bad. But we have a little reprieve during summer months. More, uh, I have lots of friends that live in more. I'm in more. I'm driving through more, and I would take Norman
2: game day traffic. Well, maybe not game day I would day say, traffic. watch it there. <laughs> <laughs> 19th Street is really just the the, the worst in terms it of is. traffic. Everywhere else around, because we, we're currently northeast more. Mm. So more closer to 240 off the highway. Um, Traffic's not that bad, unless it's, like, after work hours. Yeah, so if it's rush hours. hour, like, 5, 6 o'clock, you're, you're going to be in a line even, like, on the side roads. But other than that, it's not bad.
0: Yeah, the whole, uh, man, the whole buying and selling thing was, and watching it change over the last couple of years has just been very, very interesting. And I am so glad we didn't wait any longer on ours, because, man, it... it because at that point the interest rates they bottomed them out and you know they're trying to basically just give people money, so we're like, oh, well, I'm an American, I want some money. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we put in for the uh, the loan application and they came back and basically said, yeah, you, you guys can make it work. And then we put our house on the market for uh, It had to be on the market for twelve hours before I could legally accept a, an offer or maybe it was 24. I don't remember, but yeah. I had the offer that we took within four. Wow. It was, I, I couldn't believe it. I was telling my realtor, like I thought real estate moved, not s- at a snail's crawl, but I thought there was a, a much longer process to it. She goes, Oh no, no. The longest process is you moving your shit out and then closing. That <laughs> yeah. And that was another month. But the actual deal making, that was only a couple of days. Yep. Oh uh-huh. crap, man. But it's interesting now too cuz it's like flipped. Now interest rates are on the rise and and it's I don't know, it's it's just interesting to see how this is going. It's like I was telling him it's as a HVAC guy, it's it's almost like when you're looking at something on a on a chiller or whatever and you have like a really high pressure situation but really low temp. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's one of these things is not adding. <laughs> this is not the not way right it's here. supposed to be.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, as a seller, I'm not complaining right now. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, you. <laughs> right. You, yeah.
0: He's like, let's keep that market going, yeah. buddy. Yep. Well, <clears throat> I was gonna jump right into the hired gun game and how that's working for you today, yeah. but then you started getting into podcast talk. I gotta, I gotta pick your brain a
2: little bit here now. Oh, yeah, future, go for future it. Future podcast hosts we're hosting here. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think I have any aspirations of hosting right now. I'm just a producer, oh, uh, okay. for the podcast of the company that I work for. Uh, we we are a security firm of uh, you know consultants. So uh, companies hire uh, my company to effectively try and hack them. Right. Uh, right. And so uh, we we're a consulting firm. We go in. We kind of we're, we're like insurance adjusters, so to speak. We'll come in. We'll kind of point out like areas of concern. Um, some people will hire us for insurance purposes, but most of the time it's hey we want to make sure that our website or our our building is secured before the bad guys figure it out right uh, so but we host a uh, bi-weekly security podcast the trusted sex security podcast available on all platforms YouTube um, or like podcasting platforms podcast platforms okay, okay. yeah yeah it, it's it's an audio podcast there's no video or anything same yeah' <laughs> <laughs> we're, it's it's so it's funny to just navigating
0: it because that's what we were talking about before you showed up too is like the podcast blur right now. And I honestly think COVID had a lot to do with it. Just people being at home and having ideas. We started during COVID for different reasons. It was out of a lack of live entertainment. Right. And now it's the opposite. There's just so much you can't get to them all. But um, it's kind of, I don't want to say oversaturated because a lot of them are just the same podcast with a different voice. And it's like, that's one thing I try to avoid... One listening to too many podcasts and falling into that same trap, right? But two is like uh, with like repeat guests. It's like I want I want to get to know a little, dig a little deeper on a personal. Like, what do you do? Out out, music is always great. It's creative, and that's kind of lets you know what kind of person you're dealing with on a creative level. But I mean, working musicians locally in the state of Oklahoma all have full time. Most most guys I know are not doing music full-time professionally. Right. They, Especially if you have a family. Yeah. It's, it's gig work and you know, you can make a healthy
2: side hustle out of it. But most of them are not doing it. It is, it is not a fully sustainable yeah. profession <laughs> uh, as a singular musician, unless you're already with like some established, uh, yeah, uh, company or, or band or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of the musicians that I work with and collab with, um, even on my Instagram stuff. Yeah. They're, they're not professional musicians right Um, in in that sense of the word right we all have jobs and so a lot of the collabs that i have like scheduled they're always a month two months out because they're also collaborating with other artists that are in the same schedule pocket and we all have full-time jobs we all have kids uh for the most part but like we all have like a life outside of music and we have to work around that because the life outside of music is what pays for (laughs) us being able to you know do music
0: yeah well, and 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 so is is the podcast just I mean, not to sound like a Debbie downer or anything, but is it just work cuz it's through work or is it kind of another creative outlet for you? Uh it's definitely a creative
2: outlet for me. Uh <clears throat> I know a lot of people on the team uh where I work, they love doing it because we don't just kind of we we don't come in and just like, you know, we don't shoot the shit about security. We actually have, you know, we have uh, chat channels internally within our company where we can share topics and articles that we've read. We do a lot of like trends and news in cybersecurity, and so what we try and do is we try and get those headlines and those articles and the the news that's breaking, and share that with our listeners. So it's not just us, you know, reading a headline and then okay, next topic. Right. We we we'll read a headline. We'll, we'll dig into it. yeah, we'll dig into yeah. it, and that's why we generally have three guests because it's more of a panel discussion of you know so and so. What what do you think about this? What have you heard? Uh, usually, what we'll do is you know we'll predetermine the the articles or the topics, the trends that we're going to be talking about, and we'll have people within our company that have experience in those situations to come in and talk about those. So really when you see, or when sorry, rather when you hear those guests, they're really the subject matter experts of some of the topics that we're discussing.
0: What's the name of your podcast again? I'll get it up there when we ever, we post it and sure. Tag it and all that stuff. It's
2: the uh, trusted sec security podcast.
0: Trusted sec.
2: And you'll know it's us because we have a little smiley face with a pirate patch on it. <laughs> nice.
0: That's cool, man. Uh, well, before we get into the, the, the jamming and stuff, uh, what are some things as a cybersecurity guy, uh, outside of the, okay, VPN, we all, okay, fine passwords and all that. (laughs) Get that. What are some top three things that people would be surprised at how vulnerable they are? I would say
2: social media scams,
0: dude, we got. I got hacked just uh, last
2: month. Really? Facebook. I, that's yeah, we, we had to get we, a new card. We almost got into a situation, my wife and I, um, a couple of weeks ago. We're trying to sell some of the stuff because we're, we're selling our house. And so there, there's things that we don't need anymore, just things that we've held on to. So we put them up on Facebook Marketplace. And um, somebody had messaged my wife directly, not through Marketplace, but through uh, Facebook Messenger. I don't have a Facebook. So. Right, right. Um, but they, they had talked like, Hey, I saw this post. I want it. Um, can I go ahead and like, uh, I think it was not cash app Zelle or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Zelle scam. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to sell this to you. Um, just to make sure that I'm gonna, I'm going to, it's like a down payment. Yeah. And then immediately you start getting these text messages saying, Oh, so-and-so has wired you. And it was like, a couple of hundred dollars more than what we had listed it at red mm.
0: flags abound but yeah. yeah yeah i started freaking out
2: um <laughs> and uh my wife freaks out a little bit she's like why did they say send me so much money and then we get these emails saying you you know per the zell policy you have to open up a business account mm. and you know you have to wire the 200 back to show a business transaction blah 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 and it was, it was super confusing uh when my wife was like reading everything and i i pull it up and if you just look, like, even on your phone, if you tap on the sender, um, like, like like who sent you the email, the email name says Zelle app or whatever, right? Or Zelle mm-hmm. support. But if you tap on the name, it'll actually show you the email address it came from. And it was, like, a, a random string of numbers at gmail.com. Like, this is not from Zelle. Like, this is somebody scamming you, trying to get you to click on the link uh, to then wire them $200 from your Zelle account. Yep. Because Zelle attaches straight to your bank account. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why people a lot of scammers go for Zelle as opposed to Cash App or Venmo. Because with, with Venmo for sure you just load in. You can I think you can attach your bank account, but most people just attach their card.
1: When the Cash App scam, that's uh that's on YouTube or on Facebook a lot yeah. that like in the messages where it's like, it's like five people message me or whatever. I'll, I'll bless you with money. And it's like in oh, your cash yeah. app. Mm-hmm. And then that one's a different a way of, I don't know how they pull that one off. I know, uh, the PayPal scams have always been easy to pull off. Oh yeah. Uh, for people. I actually got strong arm robbed one time. Uh, I, uh, I I went well, and it's my fault, you know, in, in a way. Like I, I kind of felt guilty about it, and I got mad too when I went to the the phone place afterwards and explained to them what happened. And they were like, "Well, you could just open up a new line and get a phone for free." And I was like, "Well, I was going to do that in the first place because they told me I couldn't <laughs> two weeks ago, you know." So, but uh, I, I saw a phone online, and it was it was about reasonably priced, about what you'd get for the, the used phone. You know, there was no red flags there. What happened though was that like I um. I'm almost there to where I'm supposed to meet this person. Now I don't notice the username. Now these usernames are usually out wild anyway. Like you see these usernames like like I think the username on that one was some chick and it said Lala Queen. Was kay. her was her so that was kind of a red flag. I didn't notice it at first, so I just it was like I'm just trying to buy something. You know, and so I go to meet at this seven eleven and I and but but like uh, right before I'm getting there, it said, Oh, my, my husband's gonna meet you like okay red flags, red yeah flags. that's a red flag yeah and i didn't catch it you know and so i pulled in and 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 i pulled in and i pulled off to the side of the Seven Eleven. i didn't pull in front of the Seven Eleven, right yeah because i was like well it's kind of red ish. and the front the dude that works at the Seven Eleven could probably be in on on whatever this dude was doing you know because mm. he probably meets people there and scams them and shit so like this guy shows up and he pulls out a phone and he shows it to me and he hands it to me and i look at it and i go okay cool and i go hey uh this is still has all her information on it. I was like, you might want to wipe it before you sell it. I probably do that for you. you know? Yeah, make this transaction go good. I don't want I to see still, what's going on here. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. So then I'm like, so then I hand him the phone back, and then and then and then he's like, and then he goes, okay, well, you got the money, and I was like, I mean, yes, but I go, you know, like there, and so then whenever I like, so then he hands me the phone back. But then, like, I hand him the money, right? Mm-hmm. And then, right, he grabs the money out of my hand, and then he goes, he goes, Oh, I need to check something, and grabs the phone out of my hand out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, I was like, Whoa. And then, and then I'll know where he has the box open, mm-hmm. and he pulls a phone out of his pocket, tries to put it in the box, and remove the other phone right in front of oh, me. Oh, man. And I was like, Nope. I go, I go, I just saw what you fucking did. Give me my fucking money back, or give me the phone I just paid for, or else this ain't gonna go your way. And the dude was like, what and he like freaked out and so he tried to shut it and take off running and i and i ran toward him i like left my door open in my car another bad idea <laughs> so i but my security stuff kicked in i used to work in security right. like physical security so like i i like walked behind him and i grabbed him on the shoulders and i was like oh you're just gonna walk away he's while well, he's like get the fuck off me get off me like he's pushing me and stuff so then i already tried to take off running i chase him and i grab him and slam him against the wall and his phone flies out of his pocket And out of nowhere, like I walk away like that, you know, because I didn't get my money back, got robbed, grabbed my fucking money and looked down and I go, I guess I got your phone now, huh? The cops will like this. And I just walked off, got in my car and called the cops. And uh, and so like I guess that they – that those people were in a long stream of scams, that they had enough people to prosecute. So I was told by the cops, yeah, we don't even need your case. We have enough cases on them. <laughs> but we, we, we were like, we'll just add your case to the list of ones. Like the investigator was like, we'll just add your – to the list, and we'll arrest them. I got, I, I, but I lost $100 in the process. And I mean like, that could have been worse then. It could have been I worse though. So he could add a gun. Because my security kicked in. The problem was was that in security, you don't think about people having weapons and shit. Yeah. You just act, and so like you know, and so I, I mean, it could have been worse. He could have had a gun. He could have, you know. But yeah, that that scam happened, and then uh, recently, similar to like what he was talking about with Facebook, um, I had a a charge for what was it Facebook Stars, which I didn't even know what Facebook Stars was. Apparently, there's this little box. It looks like a little gift box, and it says "Give," and you can give creators on Facebook money for their videos or whatever it's you like see. their own version of patreon yeah yeah it's a way just to, to, to raise money for donating yeah. to creators right but they never marketed it so like no one knows what this is it's just a random feature that's in there now yeah and uh and so um like i, I see this thing come across and it says it says facebook pay stars and i was like well i know what facebook pay is but what facebook's pay stars is so right. i got it on google and i type it in and i'm like the fuck is this it was a hundred dollars 99 bucks right like somebody had just bought a bunch of tokens through yeah it and and stuff and then so then i i i like try to contact my bank and say hey this transaction's not mine and they were like all evidence shows that this transaction was you <laughs> and i was like but it wasn't so and i got and i showed them evidence that it wasn't and I think it was like a month later out of nowhere, I finally saw the money come back in my account because I told them I'm not depositing another dime in your bank, and I'm switching all my money over my other bank until yeah. you guys actually fix this and magically it got fixed, and I got my money back I don't but like that. but it was it was it was crazy because I didn't even know what Facebook stars was. I learned what it was after, yeah. and I even went on our account and I was like oh this could fee- this could actually benefit the show if it's used right you know? right so with
2: so, the 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 phone transaction, yeah, cybersecurity is not going to help you there. Uh, other than just, uh, you know, my only advice in those situations is to do your due diligence about the the accounts that are approaching you. Um, uh, the selling stuff, it's it's kind of hard. You have to use your best judgment. Uh, I, you did kind of the right thing of like parking around the corner, not blatantly first showing off that you're there. Um, the The transaction ones that that can be done a number of ways. So especially with websites that offer financial transactions and e-commerce within the web application Mm -hmm. a lot of vulnerabilities um, can exist like cross-site scripting where you don't have to necessarily initiate the transaction but by clicking on a link or browsing to a web page that has already been hacked they can make you or rather make your browser perform those transactions if you have the the open uh, window. Ah. So Facebook may not have been hacked, but you may have, may have, could have gone to a web page while Facebook is open in your browser somewhere, mm-hmm. could have gone to a website or a web page that was compromised and had cross-site scripting in there, and that payload, that malicious script, had a Facebook transaction... You know, code right. in it that if you were logged in, it immediately sent uh, a, a an amount of money to whatever account was in that script. Dang man! Yeah. yeah. So, so, the, so, do you would you say that's where
0: people are maybe even most vulnerable? Uh, at least like on the on the big scale of things.
2: Ultimately, yeah. The the biggest threat to someone is themselves. Um, <laughs> the the human element is the one thing oh, yeah. that Passwords. anybody cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! The, yep. the human element is the one thing that <laughs> web security professionals cannot protect a company against. Um, and that's why you have things like social engineering attacks, where somebody's fishing you, trying to get you to do something because they they tricked you into thinking that.
1: It was something else. Yeah, that's like, the uh, the Bitcoin email one. That's like that's like I got video and pictures of you, and I have all this evidence that shows all these weird things. And right. you know, and then it's like at the end, it's like, but if you wire me a thousand dollars in Bitcoin, then we're good. I'll delete everything. If not, I'll, de- I'll send it all to your family. And it's like, well, that's that's, that's just been straight overdone up blackmail, so much. though. I mean, really, but it's been done overdone so yeah. much that people know what it is, and so you see that email, you're just like, delete
0: the ones uh, that yeah. the ones that get me are the ones that I see that could have got me. Like, though you know, uh, straight up blackmail or extortion is way more, you like, you it's know, personal. you know, the conversation you're having in those situations versus like, like the Facebook shit. It just sort of just took money out and right. we, we didn't see it for another you two You didn't weeks. have to do
2: anything because it does it on the back end. So oh. unless you're monitoring your, your bank statements, yeah. uh, you don't know. What What's happening. And if that company that got compromised doesn't know, every single user that goes to their website, if they're oh, logged man. into something like Facebook or something that has yep. financial transactions that fits all the criteria for that malicious script, it's going to execute because you've met the criteria. You have that that web application open, whether it's Facebook or a bank.
0: Now it's a numbers game. Yeah, now so. it's just
2: how many people, how many users does that compromised website have? Yeah. And wow. so it's it's... It's really scary, but that's why companies hire me and my company. Right. Because we can go in there and we know to look for those things. We know to try and execute malicious payloads off their website. And can I get something to to happen on the back end without a browser seeing or without a user seeing it?
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, outside of social media, what would be people's threat or or most common
2: and easily fixable yet unseen threat? Uh, I think it's still social engineering. Oh, yeah. It's still the human element. So it is on each person to do their due diligence. So there's text scams. There's email scams. Obviously, the phone, you know, your car's extended mm-hmm, warranty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are all all things that you want to just not engage on. But now text messages and emails have gotten so sophisticated, especially the apps that are being used that send read receipts back, like, yes, it's been read. Mm. If you don't know the number and you weren't expecting a delivery from UPS or FedEx, don't even open the text message because that can actually send metadata back to that source, whoever's doing this, and inform them that, A, they have a real person on the line because they opened the text message or the email, and, B... If they're opening it, they're reading it. So maybe I can send another payload with like a picture or or another script that does something to their phone once the email or the text message is opened. Hmm. So the best thing to do, if you weren't expecting a delivery or you weren't expecting some sort of charge and it's a number you don't know, like on the preview, just swipe to delete it before you even open it.
1: Wow. Yep. I do that. I delete a lot of emails like that. Man. but We had an Instagram uh, thing. Somebody was like, I was like, uh, "Hey, uh, go over to this Instagram page and check out this band." And uh, it was just some random account. And I and I and I type right back. I said, "I said I don't open up random links, but I'll, I'll go on Instagram and look them up." Have a good day. And I exit out, and they never message back because yep. it's like because that could have been.
0: Yeah, else.
2: there's I man, that's. Uh so much to keep up with it seems like yeah so i I, my my only or my my biggest advice is just to be be vigilant and be thoughtful of what you're doing on your phone and your computer or your tablet it's the the most people that get get got get got yeah i was trying to think of the right word i i I worded myself into a corner there uh the 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 most people that get got are because they, they they think emotionally when when something like this pops up because a lot of phishing and social engineering attacks happen yep. because they create a sense of urgency yep. A lot of it is, "Oh my God, I can't believe you were in this video. Act Have now. you seen this yet yeah. is uh, the, the biggest one for corporations Facebook. are fake emails from their boss yep. um, like we, we, we get this all the time because we're a security firm. We're a high target, mm. and uh, a lot of uh, people, it doesn't take a lot of effort on, on the IT side to forge an email address to make it look like it came from your CEO, and we see this all the time, uh, and, and we we always post it in our company chat, and we laugh about it, but uh, a lot of times, we'll get emails from our CEO, quotations, saying... Hey, I'm I'm working remote today. I'm having a lot of trouble. I need you to you know, go to this website ASAP and down, and download the files and send it to me or something to that effect. It's creating a sense of urgency with a high priority of like, oh, this is somebody very important to me. Right. So it doesn't take much looking up LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter mm-hmm. to find out where a person works. Yep. At some point, if somebody is active on social media, <coughs> They're going to post about their job. They're going to like something that their job posted on LinkedIn or something. There's going to be a connection to where you work, uh, especially if it's LinkedIn. You, you always put in your job title and where you work. That's what yep. LinkedIn does. So it doesn't take much to find out where you work, and then it's a Google search away of who's the CEO, who's the VP, who's who's the you know senior technology director, you know whoever the the big important person is to that in that target, right? And then you just whip up an email that looks like it came from that person and you create a sense of urgency. Like I'm, I'm in trouble or you're in trouble. Uh, you need to me email me right now. And then once you can start a dialogue with that person or you can get some sort of engagement with that target, nine times out of 10, you're going to get them to do something naughty.
1: And how, like, um, I guess cause it's something that, you know, cause I was, I was deep into tech for a long time, but like, uh. Email like the email masking stuff, like like that it looks like your email, mm-hmm. or it like, like it came from you, yep. or that it it came from somebody that you knew. But then when you you know, like you said, slide over it with your browser or with your uh, your mouse, that it will show you what the real email is. How do they even do that? Like, why are these softwares even allowing them to do that? To even create fake like you know mask where it looks like it's another email? Is there something? Well, like – there's a glitch somewhere it, or something.
2: No, it's not a glitch. In the instance you're talking about, it is the email applications so whether it's outlook or gmail you know whatever app you're using it's those email providers allowing the person to have uh, associated name mm-hmm. so if, if somebody's honest when they're creating an email account it's like okay what's your what the email address do you want what's what name or username do you want to display when people receive a message from you so a lot of times you'll you'll see a header which is just the the name that that person chose well the the Scammers will just put in a seemingly legitimate email address as that uh, name. Yeah, I got so it yeah. pops up as that uh, there's even some more sophistication or sophisticated attacks where the address itself. Is forged where mm. if you scroll over it with your mouse or you it tap it shows hold, the same email. it'll it'll still show as a seemingly legitimate email address uh, and you have to do some more digging into Logs and looking at email headers uh, and actually looking at the traffic that was sent to see where it actually came from. That's crazy. Man, 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 man. <laughs>
0: I, you know, I started today pretty confident with my. Social media skills, and now you gave me an existential crisis. We had a crisis. great Saturday
2: morning, and we we're coming here to talk about music, and then I just ruined it for everybody.
0: Well, actually, I was going to segue <laughs> into that with the social media talk. Um, how is the uh, Instagram artist thing working? Are you? Are you? Do you consider yourself a hired gun still? Would you be interested in doing that, or are you kind
2: of fully online now? Uh, no, I, I, I would love the opportunity to. Uh, continue to be a hired gun for uh, a band or just some sort of live performance at the moment uh, with, you know, selling the house and everything. A lot of my gear is packed up right now, but I still have all of my studio equipment. So I still offer my services as a hired gun for uh, audio engineering. Oh, okay. I don't want to dig more into the security field, but I'm also an audio and digital forensic analyst. Uh, with a firm here in Oklahoma City, hell yeah! man. So they send me cases where I'm I have to you know analyze some audio or clean up audio for a court case or something like that. So I still have all of that set up because I'm still actively working things like that. As far as the Instagram stuff goes, I'm I'm still pretty full into just being an Instagram artist. Uh, I still post a lot of my stuff to YouTube, but I'm not as engaged yeah i don't see much on
0: youtube i'm mostly when i see you come through on me it's on uh, instagram
2: yeah i I am i am almost exclusively on instagram um, and that because that's where a lot of my artist and collaboration base comes from Uh, a lot of my network is active on instagram and that's not to say that i'm not opposed to being on another platform but Instagram seems to be where I get the most engagement with people. It it seems
0: like it really picked up the ball and ran with, at least on the surface, what MySpace would have maybe become. Yeah. As, uh, to musicians, anyways. And it's it's really user-friendly in that collaboration stuff you do. I really like
2: That's cool, man. Yeah, being able... I mean, it, it's such a simple process to be able to communicate with somebody. And share ideas over you know their their internal chat feature you can share files you can share audio video and then being able to tag people and the the use of hashtags it it's it's a really immersive social experience and yeah. and I'm as a as a security professional I hate social media <laughs> but as an artist and somebody who likes sharing my my craft and things that I create I I love sharing it on Instagram probably more than any other platform
0: that's uh I'm I'm with you I I have to, I, I try to pick it up as I go with um, trying to do the socials, socials and yeah. such and and like hell I even had to ask him like 2 weeks ago like so what's the difference between the Hashtag and the fucking and ampersand. Oh, the at symbol. And he's like, Yeah, they don't call it that no more. Uh <laughs> <laughs> they're hashtags, not pound signs. Yeah. So okay, I'm a little grandpa. I'm a little bit behind, but I'm getting there slowly but surely. Um as far as uh um now this is be interesting too, because we had a guy on last week uh with a band called Like Before. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bradley Henderson uh, uh, Bradley Henderson, he's a guitar player. Um youngster he's in his early 20s and he was explaining how they his plans for the band and how they market and how they release and all this like they have this whole thing i'm like that's really impressive you know but the uh, man on the street level type of uh, marketing or engagement Mm -hmm. is is the strategy is totally different from online or at least in my experience how i approach it would you agree or disagree
2: and like why uh i Kind of both. The answer yeah. is yes. Uh, so <laughs> it, it it really depends on what your end game is. Uh, for for bands uh, like like your boy last week, it it is a a full offensive campaign. Yes. I, I mean, not not to not to sound like big and bad, but it, it is your, a full blown campaign. It's about as accurate as you can to be. to try and blow up. Right. Yeah. Uh, that is that's the strategy you have to take. You have to have all of these marketing techniques to, to get yourself out there. And in some cases you got to pay to play. You got to, you know, buy advertising and and sponsored. Sometimes posts. you have to pay the venue to literally play. And I don't miss those days, <laughs> I don't but, either. but it's, it, it, that's the, 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 that's the world that we're still in with live music. in A lot of places. Yeah. Uh, that said, yeah, for, for the, the man on the street, uh, I'll just use me as an example. A guy like me who has a you know, full-time job, I'm in my mid-30s, I have no... What am I trying to say? I have no, no ideas of blowing it up and like, oh, I'm going to quit my job and be a full-time right. artist. Yeah. The job I have, it, it's my second passion. IT security, forensics, like that's my second passion. Music's my first passion. I get to do both. I'm in a position where I am happy as a clam... Doing both of those things in tandem, I don't need to blow up. Yeah, the the whole rock star.
0: It was really fun.
2: That dream ha- died. To have like, that image in
0: my mind yeah. <laughs> before I stepped on a stage and realized, like, holy fuck, this is a lot of work.
2: Yeah, I shouldn't say my dream. That dream died. I should say that dream matured. Yeah, uh, I got to live that dream for about three years when I was with uh, my my last band, Code Twenty Two. Uh, that was a great experience. It was like three or four years of my life, and it was fantastic. I got to tour. I got to open for big bands. Uh, the biggest band I think we got to open for was Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. I remember in, in that 2011. Man, yep. that those were good times. I loved doing that at that time. I also. Was not married and didn't have kids, right? Exactly. So it's just a phase in my life. So when you're in your early twenties, man, that that's the best time to start using social media, to start having those campaigns, to do the the footwork and spread posters around, and like that. That's that's kind of one of the joys of being in a band in your early twenties is you get to put in that hard work, and it's 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 kind of fun at that point.
0: Well, and it's it's um, I mean, pending any issues with the pills and powders like yours truly had, but uh, it's. It's a really crash course in starting a business at the, I mean, literally where the rubber meets the road. Right. And um, I think it's cool, man. I'm just glad to see that there's still youngsters, early 20s, late teens out there that want to play rock and roll music. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just good to see people getting out. But, I mean, so, you know, where does this all go? Um, You know, we'll say leading into the fourth quarter. I don't know how you view your IG stuff and your, mm-hmm. your career and that. But I mean, it's no secret what's going on. It's midterms this year. We have a bear market energy. We're all feeling it. So no need to tap into that. But as far as like opportunities, yeah. there's opportunity there too. Absolutely. Um, so as far as formulating your next move,
2: what are you thinking? So one of my goals for this year, and I think I had mentioned that the last time I was here as well is I wanted to start generating partnerships yes. with uh, either gear manufacturers or music makers, you know, brands. I didn't want to sell out, but I did want to establish partnerships with products that I have been using for years. Same. We're in the same boat with with that. We're we're we're
0: not totally great with like the idea of a big corporate sponsor. I mean, if it's a shitload of money, that's different, but. Like we were saying, if it's something that's on our on the desk right here and we use it, then yeah, we'll we'll give them a read, you know, or whatever. But again, with the podcasting world, those reads is becoming a thing so big now. Nobody wants to
2: hear it. Nobody wants to right. Ah, so If if I listen to a podcast, I really don't want to hear about today's sponsor. Yeah, put it in the link, and you know, or do it in the conversation right talk just talk about it with the person or, or organically yeah, I, I hate it when you, you know? take like a three minute break yeah to start talking about your sponsor and to start talking about the product if you're if you're hawking a mobile app or a game right uh that's when i turn the video off like if it's a <laughs> marijuana
0: sponsor there, there's no need to do a read i pretty much talk about weed every episode right i'll just throw it in that i got it from your store there you go <laughs> and you should too <laughs> shout out to the girls at danks love y'all uh well, I'm gonna start winding pickups, so I might need your help. Hey, man! Uh, I, might, I might need a guinea pig. You know, That's,
2: shit, I'll test out whatever you're making, man. I'm starting. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: start R and D on that. Uh, I'm going to Vegas uh, here this month, and when I get back from that, we're gonna start winding some pickups and Great. get a flagship product. it would be awesome if you could uh, test those for me.
1: Like, yeah, I, I have
2: been doing more product reviews. Uh, I don't do them traditionally like you, you'll see like you know these 13 20 minute long unboxing and demo videos right, right. like i i make the videos that I'd want to watch and I don't know if that sounds narcissistic but it, it's how I make music too i, I make the music that I want to play I don't make the music that I think would blow up or that people want to hear i I do send out my music and, and videos for people to review before I post them and I get some constructive feedback back uh, I've sent stuff to you and you've helped me out with some some You know, tone adjustment. Um, Generally, your your feedback is always it's too too (laughs) bassy.
0: Well, I mean, there's two types of Metallica fans. Exactly, there's Injustice for All fans, and there's Master of Puppets guys. You know, Uh,
2: uh, (laughs) no argument. That's, (laughs) but that's that's what I look for. I look for that the constructive feedback. But at the end of the day, and this is you know me getting on a soapbox to all the artists out there, um, not that they want to hear me, but. You got to do what sounds good to you, yeah. Um, it's, and if you, and that's kind of like if people were to ask, like, well, how do you how do you grow your platform on Instagram or, or whatever you're, you're posting on?" It's it's do it organically. Uh, most people can spot ingenuity. Bleh. Ingenuity. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, ingenuous. Ingenuous. Gotcha. Yeah, like, gotcha. you're not being. You're not being real with them. Right. They like, they can they, they can they can spot somebody being fake and doing it either yeah. for the sponsors or okay. doing it because it's trendy. Yeah, uh, I mean that's
1: happened to a couple podcasters on YouTube where mm-hmm. like their subject matter just changed with what was being talked about it, you know, in society or whatever, but then they changed their whole viewpoint because their listeners or the people that was yeah, on the show. Right. Didn't like what they said. So then they came back and they backtracked. And what that ended up doing was destroying them even more. Cause people were like, well, we already know your opinion. So like, right. It destroyed it. It, it kind of hurts their optics. But so that's, that's all I do. And, that, and that's
2: ultimately why maybe I, I don't have, you know, 20,000 followers or, or whatever is just, you know, I, I post when I feel like it, what i feel like posting and if you like it that's awesome I, I i would love to have somebody aboard to keep watching my content and and what i have to you know play and sometimes say i, I usually don't talk too much in my posts but you know it, it's it's real it's genuine it's it's what i feel like playing which is generally why you see a lot of metallica zach wilde on <laughs> ghost
0: well, i mean i i Hey, speaking of maturing and, and stuff and whatever it is, this thing that we do, I'm I'm kind of the same way as that when someone asks me to listen to something, I typically don't listen to the content the first time. I'm listening right. for how's the bass on that, how's the drum, like how does it all piece together? And then on the second pass, I'll usually listen to, is this a good melody, is this a good, you know, whatever. Right. So it's it's, yeah, I mean... It's, uh, there, there is, there, you, you have to do what sounds good to you there. Right. Cause if you're
2: doing it to impress other people, you're never going to make everybody happy. No, but it's that's, just... so going back to, you know, what, what next steps are for me is, uh, I've actually have gotten uh, a couple of partnerships established. You said you could name two, but not three. Correct. Okay. Let's so, uh, <laughs> so, so the, the, the first one is a, a company actually out in Israel. They approached me. Uh, they make a, a device called the Drop Strap. I think you have shown that to me, or you told me about it. Yeah, uh, it's a really cool device, and I honestly was skeptical when they approached me, and I, I was a little hesitant, and I, I, I told them I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll look at it and see." And um, I, so I, I got one from them, tried it out, and. I I'm going to be ordering a lot more from them because <laughs> it is such a handy tool. What's I, the gig? What's the, what's the gimmick? So it is a, an adjustable strap, uh, attachment. So a lot of straps are either like really hard to adjust, uh, on the fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly if they're nylon, like you have to find your sweet spot before you go and play live. Uh, if you're a solo artist, so it's just you playing things, you're going to be playing rhythm and soloing. Uh, soloing is much easier when the guitar is higher doing the the rhythm and the chugging and everything is much better when the guitar is lower. This allows you to change that on the fly. It has this little rip cord uh, attached to it that attaches to the end of your strap and then the other end to your guitar. And it has a little push button that you squeeze and it, you can raise and lower your guitar hmm. instantly. So think of like a, you know, like a tape measure that, that's button activated. So you can, you know, extend and shorten it uh, and then it just stays. Uh, I don't remember how many pounds of pressure it'll support, but uh, one of their their videos has a person hooking a swing seat to it. Oh, Jesus! And then attaching it to the <laughs> swing bar, and they can swing on it. So it'll 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 hold a lot, much more pressure. than that
0: uh, nine pound Les Paul. Exactly. Yeah, that's about as heavy as they come, too. I think. So I mean. yeah,
2: and so after I got, I tried it. I made a, a quick video. Uh, it, it's it's nothing special, but again, I just post what I like. I don't. Have to put a lot of, yeah. I don't want to say I don't put a lot of effort in my videos. I do on some, but it comes natural. It, it's natural. I, I post because I like it. Uh, and what's it, the name it, of the company? Drop Strap. Oh, that's the name of the company. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's, it, yeah. If you, I think it's at Dropstrap uh, okay. on Instagram. Oh, I thought that was the product. It uh, is uh, the product. Uh, like, <laughs> like that's that's what they make. They make this Drop Strap cool. adjuster, and it is a just a phenomenal device. And they're not paying me. So it's not them sponsoring me. I'm just an endorsing artist. I love the product and I, it's on my page. You can look at uh, my uh, my profile page and their their link is in... I don't want to say link in the bio. That sounds so cheesy, but <laughs> link's there. Link in the bio. Link in the bio. So what's the second one? Second one is a local pedal manufacturer here in Oklahoma. <gasps> Walrus. Walrus. Aud- I Walrus love Walrus, Walrus. Yep. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been playing with their pedals for years and I think I have more walrus pedals, more walrus effects on my live board than any other pedal. And um, I reached out to them and said, look, guys, I love this stuff. I I, I want to make it, you know, I want to make this thing official. Uh, <laughs> and and they, they agree. There's like, OK, yeah. So they again, this is not a sponsorship this is in an um a partnership it's an endorsement by me i'm officially endorsing <laughs> them as an artist and they're gonna take you whether they like it or not right yeah, uh, yeah. i mean that's just decided exactly so <laughs> but yeah so i i officially have them on my instagram page uh at, of me as an endorsing artist okay uh, i love their products they're iron horse v2 is by far my absolute favorite distortion pedal
0: man i tell you what um i was talking to wofford the guy i'm doing this 13th step with and we were talking like you know what is some of the things if you're going to call the place 13th step tone solutions what is the things that affect tone i'm like right right off the bat pickups and strings but then you get further down in the pedals and that's a huge thing and i started looking maybe i could build pedals and i've built some pedals in the past But then I realized we have probably the top three manufacturers right here in Oklahoma. Absolutely. It's an awful lot of competition. We got Old Blood Noise, Keeley, and Walrus. Yep. Uh, Keeley. Oh, boy. Yeah. You just... I'm not competing with that. No.
2: (laughs) I I, I would try. I I follow a lot of boutique pedal makers uh, on Instagram as well, and the amount of talent that that a lot of these these companies have is just insane yeah and uh yeah
0: keely is going nowhere but up i know he got a bigger shop now and mm-hmm. he's going to take over the world and and hopefully we can get him on the show one of these days if he's just not too good for us okies down here you know <laughs> <laughs> but hey um so Okay, you can't mention the third. I almost fucking almost broke code there. So shout out to the Drop Strap and shout out to Walrus Audio. I, I, Walrus, I love those guys anyways. Yep. Um, so where do we go from here? I know you have an EP. Has yep. it been released or is it to be released? It where is re-released. Re-released.
2: Yeah, it is a, an EP I released back in 2019, like just before the pandemic. Um, ultimately, it had been taken down by me just because I didn't see a lot of traction. And I, I hadn't fully matured it's it's been three years I, I feel like i've gotten a little bit better at uh, doing social media and, and whatnot and uh so i i touched up a couple of the songs remixed a couple of them that i thought i could do better and then i re-released it uh a few months ago these are all originals on the yes. CD? Yeah, okay. all originals all instrumental because i i don't have the the vocal range to <laughs> do vocals uh, i don't
0: either but people keep trying to make me sing
2: i could probably do country but i don't play country so
0: <laughs> it's just I, three <laughs> chords in a shuffle man how hard can it be
2: guitar playing fine it's it's I, I just no offense to country players but I that's not my jam man I hear you yeah I know you have another one well wait
0: uh no you're currently I'm working this. on okay yeah I'm so working I, on. I'm curious you say your favorite metal songs and I know we have a shared love of Metallica and pantera mm, yep. and those those 90s juggernaut bands right um so what are some of the songs
2: you you are uh covering on this? So a lot of the songs that I'm going to have on there are songs I have already recorded and they're just in my computer folders of things that I've done for either YouTube or Instagram videos. A lot of times I will record full songs, but obviously Instagram, Mm -hmm. if you want to do reels and not to get into social media strategies, but reels is where you want to get the most views. Reels only let you do a maximum of a minute. So I can't do full songs and post them and get a ton of views. So I'll just have these songs just in the bank. And when I post them on Instagram, you just see a minute of it. Generally you'll do the solos. I'll post the exciting parts of the song. Uh, So a lot of this cover album will be the full recordings of those songs. Um, So a couple of them that I'll mention now is, uh, you know, master of puppets, welcome home sanitarium, uh cemetery gates creeping death so like you said i'm going to try and squeeze maybe a, a couple black label society or zach wilde hell yeah in there so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens i i'm i'm trying to set a, a date to have it done by the summer hopefully we'll have a release date soon but just uh stay tuned on my channel and i'll keep everyone posted all right oh very cool man
0: um well, I mean, uh, hopefully this year, by the end of this year? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I intend to have it done by the end of the year uh, if things don't get too crazy. Awesome, man. We'll definitely, yeah, keep us in the know, man. We'll uh, we'll definitely uh, get that up there for you, man. Thanks. Um, uh, you have anything you want to play? You want to give people a, a a song or a clip of a song or something you might want to show the people?
2: Did I did I did I short circuit you? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so one one song that I redid on this re release that I've remastered is uh The Cake Is a Lie. Cake is a Well uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard it before.
0: Yeah Um God that rings a bell. We'll we'll hear it here in a second. So yeah. um
2: Anything you've done creatively to upgrade it? What are what, what stuff to listen for here? Uh, really just uh, utilizing some mastering software that I uh, got in, so I was able to kind of clean up the guitars a little bit. Now, because this is an old recording that's just been remastered, I didn't re-record any of the guitars. Okay, no, I'll, I'll admit, some of it's probably still sloppy. Eh. Uh, but uh, it's just a little bit remastered. The tone's boosted a little bit better, so when you're listening to it, it, it should be a little bit more intense. All right. Let's give it a listen and we'll uh,
0: wrap it up. All right. Thanks cool. for having me, guys. Hey, man. Ah, we're not quite done yet, man. Don't put the <laughs> cart before the horse here. Sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That Thank sounds you. that's that you can tell it, it. Definitely, at least in my headphones, it definitely seems like it fills the room. What kind of does that digital rig? Yeah, that's using? all digital. Oh God, I hate it when you I say know, that to me. I
2: know you hate that, but <laughs> man, so- software it modeling really, has gotten so good. Really in the last has. Ten years,
0: I, man. I, I'm 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 actually waving the white flag at this point. I'm I'm conceding that it's just. I, I still love my tube amps, obviously, but. Right. Um, yeah, when you're talking Kemper or uh, what's that one Chad
2: uses?
1: Uh, slate, digital. slate, man. Slate. I mean, you just love slate. Slate's you really cool. can't be.
0: It's just getting so good. Well,
2: I'll give a huge shout out to who I use, which is Positive Grid. Positive Grid. Ah, yeah, that amp's
0: fucking awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, so yeah, they they make their amp. They make the Spark amp, which I've brought here a couple of times, and it is by far the best practice amp. And, and like small live you could play a gig and, with that app yeah. <laughs> i i have set lists uh for you know when the wife and kids are out of the house and i want to like play for an hour i oh, have yeah. a set list of of going through things uh but that aside they started out making software bias effects and i have their bias effects you know elite package whatever just because i love everything they come out with and what i love is you can create your own tones uh, it's fully customizable with you know the amp models and cab sims that they have but then you can upload it to their tone cloud mm. and everyone else can too and so you can go peruse other people's custom patches hmm. and so I, I have one that i use almost exclusively for my metallica tones that i um have uploaded to the tone cloud called 65 ojive because it uses a 6505 amp model mm. and it is it's just Ballsy man, I I
0: really like that amp when I can when I can turn it up and get it dialed past three without blowing fucking windows out. Yeah, hundred watts amps, man. I tell you, they I love them. But again, back to the digital thing. That's the good thing about digital rigs is you can get great tone at a lower volume.
2: Yep, you can you can crank a digital amp to eleven yep. and still be wearing headphones, yep. and you can get that insanely high gain warm tube tone through the computer yep. and so if you're in a situation like mine where a lot of my shit's packed up I can still go to my computer rig and you know digitally blow the windows out I feel like you're kind of attacking me right now I really do I didn't make I maybe mean, did because th- we've been personal. having
0: the digital rig analog rig argument literally since we were in high school together yeah true and it's the fucking chickens have come home to roost I tell you what <laughs>
2: Yeah, I can't help you there, buddy. <laughs> ah,
0: I got to concede, man. They're they're awesome. <laughs> so, you know, what are you going to do? But, Skylar, thanks for being on, man. Um if if people have a gig or they they want your expertise in sound engineering, security, or it might be not security cuz that's your full-time job, but uh music of any kind, uh are you exclusively on Instagram?
2: Yep, I'm on Instagram. Uh just shoot me a DM. I am active on Instagram uh, almost daily so if you shoot me a message I'm going to see it if you want advice on uh sound engineering or if you want me to do some engineering I do contract work um I may not be as expensive as if you went to a studio right so uh but I'm at least happy to at least give a consul- consultation so if you want to know like how to be ready before you go into a studio hit me up cool
0: alright man I appreciate you coming on and if you guys want to uh, hear what he has go to his go to his Instagram you know it's got good stuff he has got the EP of re-released EP re-released. and he's also got a uh, an album of cover favorite cover tunes sometime this year is yep. going to be dropped so thanks again man thanks for having me Jonathan let these fine people know how they can give us some
1: fucking money <laughs> damn it you caught me off Woo! guard all right um okay the uh the local earshot podcast uh, we run on the uh, the value for value system, and the way that, that works is like time so whenever you listen to the show, you support our work uh, we 'd love to hear what you think. you know just uh, drop us a message at notes at the local dot com uh, basically that 's for more like your technical stuff and things that I could probably improve on whenever i 'm doing my stuff. Um, and then if you want to hit us up on our socials, then it's going to be Instagram at the local earshot um, and then uh, Facebook at the local earshot. Um, and then um, talent. So if you work for the entertainment industry and you're an artist or, or uh, you work a venue or you do sound or you do anything that involves music in Oklahoma, then uh, you can reach out to me at john at the local com or on our Instagram, uh, the local earshot. And um, and that will be Brad that you normally speak to on there. Yeah, I'm on the um, IG. Yeah. And then uh, as for treasure, uh, if you want to donate to the show, you can go to localearshot.com. There will be a tab that says Donate. Uh, if you donate five dollars and, um, and above, uh, you will have a special mention on your on the show. Would just be your name. Uh, if you want us to read notes um, at that level, you're an LE fan or a local earshot fan as uh, associate executive producer. If you want us to read our, uh, read your notes, uh, any producers of twenty dollars or more uh, will automatically be an LE rocker, and, and that falls under the executive producer category. and We read your notes. Um, anybody under four ninety nine or less is um, automatically anonymous. And- and um, And also remain anonymous if you request, so if you don 't want us to read a message or you just want us to not mention your name or anything, we can say that you 're anonymous um, and then, if you donate a hundred dollars or more in any given time frame, then you become an Ellie Rockstar and that title will be used at events, and you'll actually have special uh, things that we do whenever we start doing events so um, so kind of a, one of those things to aim, aim for if you want to if you want to become part of the the family of the show. Uh, Yeah. And then um, producers keep their own accounting on that stuff. um, And I also try to keep some accounting on my side um, through the apps that we use. So I have records of everything. Uh, But yeah, thank you for listening to the show. One more thing
0: before we go. Uh, You guys can literally help us out by listening to the show. But if you would... Is it on the Podcast 2.0 apps?
1: Yeah, so uh, Podcasting 2.0 is um, – there's a website called newpodcastapps.com. There's a bunch of them. Uh, They have features on them. One of the features is is called sats. Uh, Sats are little bits of crypto or little bits of Bitcoin. Um, And what it does is is that um, they figured out a way that as you listen to the show, it actually goes to a server and generates crypto. So you get paid – to listen to podcasts now you can get paid i mean it's not a lot of money it's a few cents there but whenever we have more listeners more and more listeners listen on apps like fountain.com yeah that's our fountain app which i'll put a link in in our our post
0: we'll get the links up to that and and guys you literally just listen just put the app on your phone listen to the show that's that's all you got to do if you don't feel like donating just listen to the show but do it on
1: those apps yeah, do those apps. I mean, uh, what is it? Podcast Attic, um, Fountain, um, and then and then there's a bunch of them on on uh, NewPodcastApps.com. So uh, and that will and that will point you over to Podcasts 2.0, like their website. But awesome. but yeah, but that but those podcast apps are awesome. I I mean, you can do so if you're if you are a podcaster. You can do video. You can do like you can do images. You can do uh, co- like uh, cover changes and like all sorts of cool stuff with these apps. So, I mean, I, I think it's the future of podcasting. So, uh, all right, yeah. guys,
0: thank you for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you. Damn, I destroyed myself, but you dead. I still myself.